We have been notoriously feeble in preparing for the next generation. The lack of discipline and financial matters keep many of us in crisis with little or no money to see us through the tough time. We spend more money on looking good than any other people in the nation. We're gonna be broke, but we're gonna look good. We spend more money on hair, tennis shoes, jewelry, and cosmetic and clothes, and very little on investing and saving and managing. And we wonder why we have nothing. This is Jerry G. Martin. You just heard the introduction to our sermon, Succeeding in Business, God's Way. And we started off with some family talk. If you have a business of any kind, this is a special message to you. Listen in with your family members. Join us today as we share how you can allow God to handle and manage your business. So get you some insurance, life insurance. If you have a mortgage that need to be paid off and other debts that need to be paid, get those insurance policies so that your loved ones don't have to suffer for that. And don't have this attitude, I ain't going to be here, I don't care. Well, that's what we've been saying. I don't care what happened, you know, I ain't going to be here. And that's why a lot of us are in the shape we're in. Adequate insurance can elevate your family members to a place of peace and some prosperity. So do that. If you don't know how to do it, ask somebody. What do I do? But I want to be sure that I have enough insurance. Secondly, get an estate plan, a will. Nobody can stop you from getting a will. You can just write it out on a piece of paper. Get something written down about what you want. Just say, I don't have anything. Yeah, you got something. You got an old pair of shoes. Somebody might want that. That was a family fighting over the lawnmower. People will fight over anything once you die. Give me that. I, I was supposed to have that. Well, write your will down. It is your will, especially if you have property. Write down who it's going to go to, who you want it to go to. You don't have to be fair. I don't want to cheat nobody. You ain't cheat nobody. It's your will. Let your will be done. You can give it to whoever you want to give it to. There's a lady left a million dollars to her cat. I said, I'll take care of it for you. <laughs> that cat is going to be eating good. You can go to Vic and Anthony with me. Do whatever you want to do with your will. That's your will, but have something written down so that that business can be handled. You don't want to work all your life and pay for something and then just have it going to somebody else that you don't know who it is. Make a will. Make some decisions to what you would like to do with your possessions. If you have a car, that's paid for, or whatever you have. And then thirdly, make final plans. Somebody said, well, Pastor, you think I'm going to die? I said, let me think. <laughs> yeah. You always have planned for the future. You know, when you, you remember when you was in elementary school, you were looking forward to going to high school. That's future. When you're in high school, you were looking forward to graduating. And some of you were looking forward to getting married. And then once we get a certain age, we stop looking forward to the future and, and our planning process. We think we're not going to pass away. We don't make any plans. We don't make any announcements. We don't have anything prepared for people to manage us. Take care of that business. Write them out. Tell them what kind of funeral you want. Tell them what your favorite color is. Don't have your kin folks fighting at the funeral home. And they'll do that too. Make your own preparations. And we showed you the Light of the World Memorial Garden. I, I showed that so I can remind you. 
That's our preparation. One of the things as a pastor, I said, we, we have congregation, and I know one thing we're going to be doing at the church, we're going to have some funerals. So why not plan? We went out and we bought a section of a cemetery. The cemetery owner said, no one else has ever done that. Funeral home said, we've never seen a church do this. We've never seen this done. That's our section. We own it for our congregation and for our members. So you can come and see me uh, before the price go up on the plots. So make your final plans. Research, investigate, hire professional people. If you don't know what to do, hire somebody. But that's what you want to do. You want to make some final plans. And then you want to take responsibility to ensure your family heritage. How many of you got family members or somebody got some property somewhere and nobody know who got the ownership of it and everybody arguing about it and don't nobody want to do anything with it? Well, jump in there and start doing something with it. I see that from where I stand more often than I would like to see it. We've had to have families come over here to the church, 65 of them signing on a document, trying to get everybody to sign because there was no will. So don't just let it go. Well, nobody want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it either. I don't want to deal with it. Say, I'll deal with it. Let me get everybody together. Let me find out what we got to do. Somebody else will deal with it when they buy it at the, at the tax auction. We had a member a few years ago say, Pastor, uh, my family is fighting over my grandma's house. Nobody want to pay the taxes. Nobody want to do anything. I'm trying to get it. They won't let me get it. They won't want to do anything. I said, I'll tell you what you do. Save your money. Don't pay the taxes on it if you're not the owner. Save the tax money every year and then watch every month for it to go on the auction. Then go down there and buy it. Then they can't say nothing. I bought some property in the tax auction. I wasn't planning on buying it. I was just standing out there looking. And I saw these foreigners from a foreign country buying property in our neighborhood. I said, I ain't going to let him buy that for $400 a, a lot. So I started bidding him up. I said, he's going to pay today. He got to 2900 I said, 3000 I said, when he go over there, he's going to have to pay. I'm out. And he got out. The man said, sold, pointed at me. I'm like, what? <laughs> I wasn't planning on buying no property. $3,000. The last appraisal on that piece of property, vacant lot, was $30-something thousand last year. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You may have heard this story. Recently in California, Manhattan Beach, a black family went and researched and fought to get back land from the city. Beachfront property that was taken from their family in 1920 by the city and they won. The city had to either restore that or reimburse them of millions and millions of dollars. Black family on the beachfront in Manhattan, 1920, starting them a little business there, and somebody didn't like it. The city had eminent domain, took the property, but the family didn't give up. So fight for what's yours. Fight for what your grandfather almost died for and worked himself with a mule and a plow. And you got property in Louisiana and property in East Texas and property out there somewhere that's just going. And now some of this property that our folks had is so valuable. There were a lot of black families living in Sugar Land. I didn't even know what Sugar Land was in the 60s, but we had a guy from our church. I live way out there in Sugar Land. Go to Sugar Land now. I implore you to take heed and take care of your family 
business. I'm through with that. Are we ready to go into the Word of God? Somebody said, yeah, don't say nothing else, Pastor, but let's go into the Word of God. There are those who think that the only reason we come to Christ and surrender our lives to him is so we can get a ticket to heaven. But I'm going to be the first to say that eternal life with Christ in heaven and missing hell is and going to a place of eternity with God is a very good reason to give your life to Christ. But I'll also say that Jesus came that you may have life and life more abundantly. Jesus said, let your light so shine that men may see your good work and glorify your Father which is in heaven. God told Abraham, the whole world is going to see that you're going to be blessed. All nations will call you blessed. And I suggest to you that God is pleased for believers to walk in life with the blessing and prosperity so others can see how God has blessed your life. And God wants us in various positions of influence all around the world. We can do more when we're in positions of influence and power. We can do more for God when we have influence. We can do more for God when we have money, we have power, and we have influence. Now, maybe if you had money and power and influence, you ain't thinking about God. But that's who I'm thinking about with power and influence. We're thinking about God. God wants to put us in places. But we have to have the right understanding and the attitude. I want you to go to Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 10. This is God talking to his people as he's bringing them into the promised land and blessing them. He says, when you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. So he says this, give thanks to God for the good land he has given you. Now, you know, a lot of us don't really appreciate what we have. Somebody else have to come and appreciate what we have before we appreciate it. You might not like your house. Somebody else will come over here. Ooh, this is a fine house. People all over the world are trying to get to the United States. Some of them lost their lives just recently being smuggled in here. Why do they want to do that? So they can come to this good land where they have an opportunity to make good money and prosper. If I could just get there, I know I can make it. And you got people who've been here all of our lives and we're saying, this ain't about nothing, man. Ain't nobody going to do nothing for me. I can't do nothing. I can't get nothing. I can't do nothing. You better understand where you're at. You're in a place where you can prosper. Ain't nobody holding you back. That's nobody holding you back. Nobody's stopping you from prospering. And if they are, you will find them when you look in the mirror. People all over the world are coming here. If I can get to that land, I could just make it. He says, give thanks to the God for the good land he has given you. You are here. So be careful, he says. Do not forget the Lord your God while you are here. Don't forget God, his commands, his law, and his decree. I used to work for a company, and I was in charge. Uh, one of my assignments for a while was working with minority vendors, minority businesses, to assist them and help them to, to get contracts and services with our company. This was back in the um, early 90s. In Houston, they would publish in the Houston Business Journal 
uh, the minority businesses and the top minority businesses. So I would look at some of these businesses and they would be in these top 25 minority businesses. Well, I looked at that business journal about four or five years ago. The top 25 minority-owned businesses in the city, there was not one African-American company in that list. Not one. Not one. There were some black folks on that list, but they were from, the, from Africa, Nigeria, the Caribbean, but no African-American, no Negroes from this country on that list. There's something wrong with that picture. We have bought into this thing about we can't get it done. Well, they can get it done. The Hispanics were on the list. They were getting it done. The Orientals and Asians were on the list. They were getting it done. Don't tell me we can't get it done. We need to change our mind and get a better understanding. And if you got God on your side, you sure can get it done. This is Jerry G. Martin, and I'm concluding my series on God's blessings in tough time with a message for all business people. And this message is how to succeed in business God's way. We started off this message with a little family talk, and then we talked about how to use the wisdom of God and the Word of God to help you to be successful in all of your business ventures. So if this is the first day that you've listened to this message, I want to encourage you to listen for the remainder of the week, end of the week on Friday. Join in with us as I pray for every business person and touch and agree with us. Touch and agree with us because that prayer is for you as well. That'll be that will be on our Friday program. Now, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety, you can go to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. This is one of those messages that not only are you going to want to hear, you're going to want to share it with your friend. That's The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. Or you can go to our website at lowcf.org. I invite you to come and be our guest at The Light of the World. God is doing some amazing and wonderful things. We are meeting in person. And join us each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Humble Road. Then don't forget about the Beacon Bookstore where you can get your Bibles and books and communion supplies along with offering envelopes or whatever you need for your congregation. Call the Beacon Bookstore. Call them at 281 481-2885. Again, that's 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.